Welcome to Lunch Break, a special weekly series of the Eternal Entrepreneur that gives you bite-sized pieces of wisdom on how to build a functional faith and business. Each episode unpacks a short, actionable topic you can put into practice this week. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Eternal Entrepreneur Lunch Break. My name is Joe Newton and I am one of the co-hosts here at the Eternal Entrepreneur. Now, today I want to talk about a topic I'm sure you're all super stoked about, tithing. Tithing, giving, and as I see it, an opportunity to partner with God in a new and exciting way. Now, I don't want to say that tithing is something that you have to do, that you must do as a Christian entrepreneur. I don't believe it is. I don't believe it. it's something that you have to do. Your salvation is not set on tithing. It's not something that you have to do to earn favor with God. But I do see it as something that we get to do as entrepreneurs, as children of God, and that's what I want to dig into. I want to take away all of the condemnation, blame, shame, and fear that comes with tithing and giving. Okay, so back in 2004-ish, I was a freshman at the University of Minnesota, and at the end of that year, I was playing a softball game. I was in the outfield, and again, this is at the beginning of May, and all of a sudden, it begins to snow, and it continues to snow, and it snows so hard that I can barely see the person who is batting at home plate. And why is this important? Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because it did something to my heart. Having whatever it was, nine months or so of so much snow, literally walking up hills both ways in the snow, it made my heart go, I need a break from this. <laughs> I, I don't want to be in snow. I don't want to be inside of a theater building that has no windows. I need to be outside. I need to be in the sunshine. And so I prayed to God. I asked God, will you bless me with a job this summer as I go back to Texas that puts me outside? And God did that. And not only did he do that, but he won up to me. He gave me a job working with an amazing man whose name is Pat, and Pat owned a sign company. And so I spent the whole summer installing signs, signs on the side of cars, signs on the side of high school stadiums, signs that were in parking lots, signs that were inside of schools, room signs. I, I, I installed and put together signs of all shapes and sizes. And so it got me spending at least half my time, if not more, outside in the sun. So God blessed me there. But the way that he one-upped me was all of the time that I spent with Pat in the truck going to and from job sites. We literally spent hours and hours in the truck driving to different places. Some of the, the big jobs we had were one, two, three hours away. So all of that time that we spent in the truck Pat began to share with me, because I was a somewhat new Christian comparatively at this time, but he began to share with me about tithing and about giving and about trusting God with my finances and beginning to view it less as my money and more as me stewarding his money. And, and what that did to me is, one, it pushed me to say, okay, 
I'm a college student. I don't have a ton of money. And in fact, at that point in my life, I was needing to take out loans to pay for, for portions of college. But I, I saw that there, there were biblical principles, that God was inviting me in for the first time in, in an area of my life for me to trust him in a new way. Now, for those of you who, who don't know, uh, the terminology tithe comes from the Old Testament. Most of the time when you hear it, and then in the context of this conversation, view it as 10% of your first fruits, 10% of your money coming in, giving that back to God. Now, there, there's another verse that, that Pat brought up to me, and, and I saw this as an opportunity. Well, to be honest, when I first saw it, I saw it as a threat. <laughs> but, but once God began to talk to me about it, I saw it as an opportunity. And that verse is Malachi 3.10, and it goes, Bring the full tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, my being God, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there is no more need. Now, when I, when I read that, when I heard that, when Pat shared that verse with me, it's kind of an intense verse because it's the one place that I know of in the Bible where God says, hey, test me try me. Step out on a limb and see if I don't bless you. And also in the, in the context of that verse, there's another place where it says he will rebuke the devourer. So one in this verse, he says, I'm going to take away this curse, this devourer, and I'm going to bless you. See if I don't bless you. If you just give me that tithe, that 10% of your first fruits, Give that to me. And so when I when I heard this verse, when, when Pat shared this for me, I saw it as God saying to me, hey, I know you only have so much money that comes in. I know you're a poor college student, but just take a little bit and, and see what happens. See if you can trust me. See if I'm a good father. And, and I don't want any of you to hear me saying this. I'm not saying that if you tithe, if you give God more money, then he automatically is going to just bless your face off and you're going to be rich, 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 name it and claim it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that God is putting an opportunity for us to, if I use the metaphor, step out of the boat. And and I think that actually that story of Peter stepping onto the water out of the boat is a great analogy because both of those, whether it's tithing or, or Peter stepping out of the boat, both of those are not prerequisites for your salvation. Both of those are not prerequisites for you becoming a child of God. Both of those are not prerequisites for Jesus smiling and liking you and God seeing you as, as a son, as a child. And, and so I, I want to go into that because I, I think it's, it's, it's an important analogy. So let's, let's look at Peter. Peter's on a boat in the middle of a storm, and all of a sudden he sees someone walking on the water towards the boat. And this someone says, hey, come on out. Peter, you want to come out? 
You want to walk on the water? Yeah. Step out. Trust me. See what happens. And Peter steps out of the boat. And for a moment, for a moment in time, he looks Jesus in the eyes in the middle of a storm while he's standing and walking on water. Now, shortly after that, he looks away, gets distracted, <laughs> and begins to drown. And Jesus has to, to rescue him. Now, there was no direct fruit from that in that moment. Like, Jesus didn't say, hey, Peter, because you stepped out of the boat, now you're saved. Hey, Peter, because you stepped out of the boat, now you get to receive the Holy Spirit. Like, there was no direct fruit from that at that moment. But but I know, or at least it's my theory, that that was now a rock for Peter. Years down the road, when he was having that metaphorical storm around him, when life wasn't going as he expected, when maybe even he had thoughts of doubt creeping into his heart, he could remember back to that moment when he stepped out of the boat and stood on the water and looked Jesus straight in the eyes and for a moment was in the middle of the storm but walking on water. And I know that had to encourage him. That had to raise his faith. That had to remind him, oh yeah, God is real. Jesus does like me. Much less the moments later when Jesus, you know, pulled him up out of the water and, and took him back into the boat. That, that was a rock of, of faith. That was now a history that he had with God. That had nothing, again, to, to do with, with a requirement of God, but it was an opportunity that Jesus invited him into. And I believe that tithing, that giving, trusting God with our finances is an opportunity. It's an opportunity that in Malachi we're seeing where God says, hey, you want to trust me? You want to step out of the boat? You want to see if I bless you? Give me 10%, just 10%. And, and, and that's, that's what I want to focus on, that, that opportunity that we as, as Christians and just as importantly as business owners that we get to have to trust God in a new way, in an area of life, a specific area of life, and see him show up and show out. Because let's let's talk about Peter. He gets encouraged from that. And now for hundreds of years, people like you and me read that story, and we get to get encouraged by that. So when it comes to, to tithing, I, I want to encourage you to, to begin a dialogue with God, with, with the written word, with your spouse, if you're married, about what does it look like for us to, to trust God? What does it look like for us to step into this? Because I know when I started my, my real estate business over half a decade ago, I had a lot of questions. I was like, well, what does it mean to tithe as a business owner? Do I tithe on everything that comes into the business? Do I tithe on a portion of it? Is it after expenses, before expenses? And, and I had to do a lot of reading and talking and talking with my spouse. And I'll share with you what I came up with. I'm not saying this is what you need to do, but I want to give you an example of, of where I landed so that you at least have a model to, to base your own thoughts off of, to, to jump off from. For me, the tithe is everything that comes into my, my personal bank account or my fruits, my first fruits or everything that comes into my personal bank account. So the money that I get paid 
as a W-2 employee for working in my business, and then the distributions that I get paid for being an owner of the business. That money is what I tithe off of. That's where I begin that, that, that process. And, and for some people, they have their business tithe. So all of the net revenue from their business, they tithe off of that or their business tithes. And then they tithe off their personal finances as well. So I'm not saying that there is a definitive right or wrong way. You can decide that for yourself. But go into a, a dialogue with God and ask him, what does he want you to do? And it might be something that changes over time. Like for me, this is my current model, but in a couple of months, he might start saying, hey, I want your business to tithe and I want you to tithe. But this is where I'm currently at. So take some time and ask God, what does it mean to you to have that structure to tithe? Now, I, I want to share one other quick story with you. I, I don't have time to unpack the whole thing, but I want to share with you why this has been brought up for me and why I think it's so important for us to have a dialogue with God, with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus about finances and and giving. Now, my wife and I are in a season to where we're getting really blessed in the area of finances. And, And how that's working out is over the last month, we are selling our current home and purchasing a new home. Again, I don't have time to go into all of of the details and the ways that God has blessed us, but there are so many little ways that God is blessing us with a couple of thousand over here, a couple of thousand over there, unexpected finances that are coming in, that at the end of the day, we're going to have tens of thousands of dollars more coming in than we ever even dreamed of when we began this process. And, and why, why, why is that important in the context of this conversation? It's this. A couple of days ago, I walk into my wife's office and I give her another update. I say, hey, wasn't expecting this, but we're going to get commission on the sale of our own home. And that's going to be $5,000 or so that we weren't expecting to get. I walk back, we rejoice, yay, man, God's good. We're telling everyone, God's blessing us, yay, 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 God's blessing us. And then I get a text message from my wife a minute or two later. Hey, should we tithe on that? And immediately breaks. (laughs) And all of this blessing, we hadn't even considered about tithing and and giving and and what God would have us do with these finances. In fact, we had already been like, oh, okay, well, we want to add a patio. X number of money will go to that. Oh, we want a new couch. Oh, you want to paint the cabinets? You know, we had already parsed out this money. It was like, yay, God's blessing us. Let's spend it. But when she texts that to me, for both of us, it was a, a wake-up call, a breaks, being like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We need to first know how much money's coming in, and then we need to ask God, what of that money do we tithe off of? And then are there any other things that you want us to give to? And, and he showed me today the way to do that is for us to, to tally that amount and before we decide what other things we're going to buy or fix in our new home, give to him his 10% or that 10%. Test him in that and then ask him if there are other things that he wants us, you know, is there a missionary? Is there a person? Are there any other things that you want us to give to? And then after, after we've done that, then go through those others. Because I'll tell you, 
practically, it's a lot easier to give God his due or to give money to someone else when you haven't already spent it in your head. So that was something that brought it up for me. It was like, oh man, this is so important. And I have been blessed over the years. I now have a huge history of God blessing me when it comes to to giving. And and I want to encourage you to to step out and test him in that that area and see if if he'll bless you as well. Okay, so action. What actions can we take now having had this discussion? For those of you who are not tithing and this is something new, I want you to start small. I just want you to begin a conversation with God being like, hey, what do you want to tell me about my finances? What do you want to tell me about our relationship when it comes to money? And listen. And when it comes to tithing, again, know that it's not something you have to do. It's something that you get to step into. So start small. If, if you are a person, and I totally understand this, and I've been here to where your bills are more than what you bring in, then, then go to God and say, hey, my faith isn't to a place to where I can just give the full 10% or even more above that. What will your heart allow you to do? Can you start with 9%, 5%, 1%? Or even, and, and I mean this, start with $1. Even if for the next paycheck, it's only $1, start with that. Say, God, my faith is not in a place to go full 10% when I look at my finances, but I'm going to give you this dollar. I know it's not even enough to pay a whole bill, but God, will you bless this this dollar as, as my first fruits? Where do you want me to give it? And Father, will you build up my faith to believe for $2, $3, and eventually more? Will you bless my finances? And, and, and if you'll just start with that small amount, I promise you it's going to build faith. You're going to see little blessings here, there. It's going to start a dialogue. Maybe God says to you, hey, I want you to tithe Netflix for the next couple of months. So you're giving him $10, $14. Whatever it is, begin that dialogue. Something works. Nothing doesn't. Start with something. Even if it's a dollar, if it's a penny, go and do something. And for those of you who you're already giving, you're already tithing, be like me. Check your heart. (laughs) The next time God starts blessing you, make sure that you just pause, take a breath, and say, God, before I start distributing this money, even if it's to good things, it's like to this missionary here, to that missionary there, just ask God, hey, just checking in, where do you want this money to go? And listen for what he says. Okay, entrepreneurs, I hope that was encouraging. Please join us. We're going to have some more amazing interviews that are coming up, and I can't wait for y'all to hear those. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on the Eternal Entrepreneur Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor and leave a quick review. When you do, it helps other entrepreneurs find this content and benefit from it too. See you next week.